0: Hey everybody, you've tuned in to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about the ultimate duck hunting rig from a boat, motor, and trailer standpoint. We've got a lot of messages over the off-season about what rigs we use down here in Louisiana. And we want to share that information with you and maybe see what rigs are a perfect setup for you guys hunting across the country. So we're going to be talking boats, we're going to be talking motors, and we're going to be talking duck hunting on this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. So we hope you join us. Hey guys, good afternoon, Jacob. With Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, happy Thursday afternoon. We're in the week heading into Fourth of July weekend here in Louisiana and down south, and all of us are getting ready to celebrate Fourth of July weekend. So we hope everybody's doing great. Uh, it's been a week or so since we touched base with everyone, and Wanted to hop on and do a show before we head into the holiday weekend. We hope everybody's doing great. All your families are good. And if you've tuned in for the first time and you stumbled upon our show, uh, we'd like to welcome you to the show. We're an outdoors podcast based here in Louisiana and the great Bayou State, the sportsman's paradise, as many people term it. Uh, So we'd like to welcome you to the show. If you're an outdoorsman, we'd love to share our experiences with you and hear some of your experiences um so hopefully you'll enjoy our show that we have here for you this week and guys this week i figured we'd kind of shift gears from the whole fishing side of things that we've been talking over the last several episodes and we're going to gear up and kind of start swinging back in toward looking forward to hunting season um we have just around the corner you know we we just touched here in uh, louisiana we're in july now um you know, looking down the road, we're not very far from bow season. We have till season going to be coming up uh, in the next several months, so kind of starting to get that itch again, I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are are waiting on it just like we are, and and we're ready to get going for, you know, till season, and October comes around. We're going to be starting with squirrel season here in Louisiana, so we're we're fired up. We're kind of starting to Hop on YouTube, hop on a uh, you know a lot of social media sites and start looking at those hunting videos, like I'm sure a lot of you do. Uh, but in this week's show, I really wanted to talk about uh, a question that we get quite often, and a lot of you who tune into our social media pages, you're going to see our videos that we do. We tried to last year. I really tried to make an effort to bring some short videos from our hunts or places that we did hunt. Uh, you know, to you guys through our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and so on and so forth. This year, we're kind of expanding our social media. We're doing some TikTok videos. Jackson, my youngest son, he's, he's big into TikTok. A lot of you guys with the younger generation, we want to be able to communicate with you. We want to be able to share our experiences with you as well. And what we found is that a lot of, you know, the younger guys aren't necessarily on Facebook. That's for us old guys. That's for the older, listeners you know and and they may not be on social media on Facebook so we want to touch base with you we want to touch the next generation and and be able to communicate and get our experiences and and talk waterfowl hunting with you guys so we're making an effort to get out there on TikTok Um, that's one of the ones that we're reaching out on Um, and we're up and streaming and available on those social media platforms now so but one of the questions that we get quite often is the great debate of which boat motor trailer combo is the best out there on the market for us waterfowl hunters now. We have lots of choices to choose from. Um, you know, you have your major brands. Louisiana has been a breeding ground over the years for mud motors and, you know, the whole go devil versus gator tail versus pro drive versus all the other brands that are out there on the market nowadays. Uh, It's not just Louisiana now that you see producing mud motors and mud boats and so on and so forth. There's a lot of companies across the United States now that are starting to jump into the market. And, you know, the biggest debate that we see people get into is which one's better than the other. And that all boils down to opinion and experiences, just like with anything else, with any other equipment that we use on a regular basis you're gonna have your negative experiences and you're gonna have some great experiences with, with equipment. And nowadays with social media and the online revolution, it's so easy to hop on to a you know a, a website or, and leave a review such as Google or leave a Facebook review or whatever it is that you hop it onto. You can get on there and you can talk about your experience whether it was negative or positive. But honestly guys, when we're talking boats and motors, in the waterfowl side of the industry, there's a lot of good products to choose from. There really are. You know, I mentioned that a lot of the companies that are out there that you are familiar with, such as your Go Devil and your Gator Tail and your Pro Drives, those companies are Louisiana based companies. They've been around for many, many years. Um, Go Devil, Mr. Warren Coco, and those guys over at Go Devil, as an example, they were some of the first ones to kind of take the whole Motor Revolution pioneer what they did with the long tails many, many years ago, and then eventually transitioned it into the surface drive side of it. And they were the ones that kind of started the whole the whole crazy revolution down here in Louisiana before other companies started following in their footsteps and, and taking their ideas and some of their uh, product that they saw that they could improve on and improving on it, such as your gator tails and your pro drives. So, you know, a lot of those companies we have to Instead of, you know, I see a lot of guys tend to lean toward one and they want to bash the others. But honestly, guys, they all make a really, really good product. I think many of you would have to agree with that. Unless you've just had a terrible experience with the product personally or maybe a horrible customer service experience, uh, which I typically, I'm in the marine industry, as many of you know, um, I don't typically see that occur where the customer service is just horrible across the board. Most of these guys have their names on the product or their blood, sweat, and tears that they put into this product. So they're doing a really good job of trying as best as they can to accommodate their customers and service them as best that they can. Um, now, you know, there's different, you know, features on these, these motors now and on the boats that are out there. They're, they're used for different applications. They design multiple, you know, multiple styles of boats for certain applications and they do the same with motors. What fits one h- group of hunters may not be the best fit for another group of hunters. And many of you will agree this, it's hard oftentimes to find a perfect setup that you could do everything with. Um, you know, now it comes, a lot of these boats are coming in, Mod V designs, uh, they're designed for shallow water. Some of them will have a Mod V design, some will have a flat front design to them. Um, some will have surface drives, some will have long tails applications still. Um, you know, there's a lot of different options that are available to us as waterfowl hunters out there on the market now. Do you want straight forward drive, do you want reverse? Uh, power trim versus no power trim. Which one's better or is there a better one? You know, the more the more features that are available on these motors nowadays, the more components that are out there to break. So. If we have a motor that has power trim and all the fancy bells and whistles, such as your reverse, you know, is it better? Uh, who, you know, that's, that's one man's opinion, I guess you could say. Is it more that could go wrong? Is it more that could break? Is it more that could cost you more money down the road? I think a lot of that plays into people's buying decisions. Some, some guys are saying, hey, I like it simple. Other guys are saying, hey, I want all the new modern technology with the bells and whistles. Uh, the old school guys that say, hey, I like to keep it simple. Uh, oftentimes it's because they can keep the cost down. They, can, You know, the cost of ownership is lower. Uh, you know, it's it's something that they can fix on their own. Because a lot of us as waterfowl hunters, let's be honest, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. That motor breaks down on us. Some situations we could be in a bond. You might not have another boater come by where you're hunting in your duck hole. Or your your plot of land that you duck hunt, um, you know, you may you may be stranded, and when I say stranded, you may be overnight stranded possibly. Uh, it, so you gotta be you gotta be able to somewhat work on the equipment that you're using as a waterfowl hunter nowadays. I can't tell you how many guys I see probably come in and purchase a waterfowl uh, setup from us, you know, a duck hunting setup uh, that have no idea how to change an oil filter or pull a spark plug or adjust the throttle on the mud motor that they're buying and they hop in this thing they crank it up they go they don't change the oil like they should Um, just don't do the proper maintenance you know and then i I keep telling myself when i when i I see these guys come through and every time they come through it looks like that there's just abused the 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 equipment itself has been abused and if they were to break down out there, these guys are the ones that's gonna be picking up the telephone, if you have cell phone service, hopefully, and calling you at three, you know, three in the morning or whatever time it is to try to come get them out of the swamp or out of out of the duck hole, wherever they're stranded at. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, the equipment plays a huge key as we head into waterfowl season and hunting season. Uh, you gotta have it in tip top shape. You wanna have an idea of how your equipment's working, you want it working properly so it makes your you experience out in the field a lot better and you're not having to play mechanic while you're out there when you should be, uh, you know, enjoying a bag limit of, of, of ducks. So a lot of questions have come in over the last several months about what setup I use in my videos that I post. Um, you'll see some video clips and, and I've had guys contact me and say, man, what are you? what's your setup that you're using? We posted a video on our Facebook page this past year of me and Jared, we were in a in a uh, Sherburn Wildlife Management Area, which is where we have a camp based out of. We're, we're, uh, we have a camp in the Atchafalaya Basin out of Sherburn WMA, and in that particular wildlife management, there's a duck hole that we have hunted in the past that I go and I check every year. And when I check this duck hole, I may or may not be able to access it depending on what the water level's doing there's a small slough, or or what we call a run a timber run where that we got to run to get to this particular area that we like to hunt um and like i said you may or may not may or may not be able to access it every year depending on what the water level doing but we posted a video from this past season where we were running in literally inches of water with my with my boat and uh that video drew a lot of attention a lot of questions from those of you who follow us on social media and contacted us, wanting to know, man, what were you running? Uh, what kind of motor were you running in that video? What kind of boat setup do you have? What brand boat do you have? Uh, and that sparked a lot of a lot of interest, apparently, because when I tell you, if you go back and look at that video, it's up on our Facebook page. Uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to get that boat to move in the inches of water that we were in to get to that duck hole but we were able to do it, and I have to say that with my personal setup that I have, I have never been let down or got stranded, knock on wood, if I can find some wood here, um, uh, that we've been very blessed not to ever get stranded, and we've been in some pretty, pretty shallow stuff, as many of you probably have with your setups, but, uh, but just to touch on, on my setup, guys, and I have done a couple of short videos on, on what I, what I use personally, um, uh, I'm still, um, and a, a long tail guy. I have a long tail, 35 horsepower long tail. And a lot of you probably say, when I tell people that, they're like, damn, man, a 35 long tail, that thing must wear you out. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Those of you who know me, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two, I'm 280 pounds. I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm a big country boy, pretty much. And I'm not gonna lie, that 35 long tail will whip my butt. It does. I When the season starts, guys, I'm at the beginning of the season, I'm sore for the first two weeks of running it because I don't run my setup year round. I have my, I have a fishing setup that I have separate that I do most of my fishing out of. So my, my duck hunting setup that I have is basically used during, when, when I start to scout for the year, I have it from that point on, I use it all throughout hunting season. Um, and then after hunting season, I service it, I put it up and I keep it stored away until the next hunting season. So most of the time, that's how, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm using my duck hunting setup is mainly during duck season. But my particular setup, when I was looking a few years ago to go out and buy a, a new boat and motor for our application of hunting that we do, I, I did a lot of research, I looked into you know, different boats and I had a 35 long tail that I, I had an opportunity to get a really good deal and make a purchase on a non-current motor. Uh, I went. I was working at Cabela's at the time, and we were a beaver tail dealer. So those of you who haven't heard of Beavertail, they've been in the waterfowl industry making boats, motors, trailers for, uh, for many, many years. They're, they're a northern company, they're based out of Minnesota. And when we picked them up as, uh, as a dealer when we were selling boats through Cabela's, Cabela's uh, formed a partnership with Beavertail and we sold their boats motors and trailers through the the big box stores all the cabela's locations and uh i have to tell you that i wasn't at all impressed with they, they offered surface drive models and they offered the the traditional long tail straight drive models and uh down here in louisiana we had a lot of issues with the beaver tail surface drives that were going out and we were selling to customers it just seemed like the the brackish water and the salt water they weren't holding up like they, like, like a lot of the brands down here, such as Go Devil and your Gator Tails were. Um, A lot of problems were the seals on the, on the, on the gear cases. Um, the, The seals were getting tore up by salt water and brackish water. Water would intrude into, into the gear cases and it would start rusting everything. And they just, they just weren't holding up. You know, up North Those of you who who may be a beaver tail customer may say, hey, we never have no problems at all. And they are, you know, they're fantastic for our application and what we use. But I have to tell you down here in in Louisiana, they just weren't real solid as far as the surface drive models go. Now, they made a long tail version also that we sold on several setups through the stores that uh, people would buy because they were less expensive than the surface drives were. And uh, a lot of people always said, hey, we just find there's less moving parts, they're easier to work on. And we would sell those packages all day long, anywhere from like a, I think at the time it was maybe like a 16 horsepower, <coughs> excuse me, a 16 horsepower all the way up to a 35. So what we saw compared to the surface drives is those models, when we'd sell those, they never come back to the store. They were solid as a rock. Never any issues with them. Very easy to maintain and very reliable. They were using Vanguard engines, just like all the other brands do, industrial engines on them. And Beavertail did a really good job of putting these, these motors together um, and, and they were just a solid product. So a few years after we had picked them up, I had a great opportunity to be able to purchase one at a, at a good price. And I was looking at the time. I had a a loaf riveted flatboat that I was duck hunting out of with an outboard motor. I had never purchased a a surface drive or or a mud motor um, at that point in time. So I went ahead. I made the purchase on it. I knew that we could work on it at the shop. I'd be able to get parts. Beavertail, I looked into them. They were a company that had been in business for many, many years. And uh, I had actually contacted them up in Minnesota and talked to some of the the personnel at Beavertail. And uh, I went ahead, I made the purchase. They were very friendly, very customer-oriented, and parts were readily available if I needed something. All they had to do was ship it to me, and I could change most of the parts out myself. Um, I went ahead, I made that purchase, and I went ahead and I put that particular 35 on my 16-foot low riveted boat that I was using the duck out of. And uh, used that for uh, almost the full season. I think I had I had got the mud motor right around right after the season started. So I went through that the rest of, of the uh, first season with that motor. Never had any issues. It was a carbureted 35 Vanguard. Uh, wasn't really cold natured as compared to some of the other 35s I've seen out there. Just a real reliable engine. I fell in love with it. You know our style of hunting that I was hunting and using this 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 boat in was for timber hunting. And in the timber, I found that with the long tail, I could, if I got into real shallow water, I could dig with that long tail and I could dig my way pretty much out of any situation. So I really did fall in love with the long tail application right from the get-go. But I wasn't 100% happy with my, my boat setup that I had. You know, I had a riveted boat, and, and those of you who we all start out in riveted boats, as waterfowl hunters. You know, they're leaky, eventually they develop some leaks. Um, You can't keep them 100% dry. Um, And and they're just not as solid as the all-welded models that are out there now. So what I did was I I talked to my wife and I said, hey, I wanna get a new boat for duck hunting season. Uh, I got a new mud motor now. And next year I wanna have a a new setup with uh, the motor and boat together and just start fresh. So I started. I started researching, and I, you know, being in the marine industry, I deal with boats all the time. Um, my dealership that I currently work at is a Tracker, is a Tracker dealership, and I, I was looking at, uh, you know, purchasing a Tracker Grizzly. Uh, sixteen. I was looking at a sixteen foot for where we hunt at. We have a lot of tight timber, and I really didn't want to go nothing too big or too large to where I couldn't, you know, maneuver through the trees and through the timber and the swamp. So I was thinking really a 16-foot would be a good fit for, for, for me personally and the style of hunting that I do. Uh, I, was, I started looking into other brands and I, I kind of I looked outside of Tracker, something that I sold for a living, just because I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, it was something that I'd be happy with long-term. And I didn't want to narrow it just down to that one brand, even though I knew I'd get the best deal price-wise on, on a Tracker Grizzly. Um, I said, let me look at uh, at some other brands out there. Um, so I looked at a bunch of the the, the you know the uh, quote. Let me let me do this in quotations. The true duck hunting brands like you go to I looked at Gator Tail Hulls. I looked at a lot of custom built hulls because there's down here in Louisiana we're blessed. We have a lot of custom boat builders down here in Louisiana that could design just about any hull you want. But at the time I was also on a budget. I have to be honest with you. So I was looking for something that was reliable, something that was simple, had an open floor plan to it um, that we could throw decoy bags into. I had, uh, a lot lot of times we use slotted decoy bags. Uh, We kind of moved away from the whole Texas rig thing because hunting public land like we hunt, the water constantly changes. And and with Texas rigs, it doesn't always work out. So we have some Texas rig, we had some in decoy uh, slot bags. It's just a lot of variations and I wanted something that I could throw a lot of stuff into uh, without having to crawl over seats, crawl over compartments, that type of stuff. Uh, So in the past, I I had purchased, I had a couple of War Eagle boats and War Eagle is a brand that's been around for many, many years. uh, Many of you are familiar with them and we had a War Eagle dealer not too far from where I was working at. So I said, well, let me go stop by and take a look at what they got. I stopped by this dealership. They had a couple of just boats by themselves sitting on trailers. I walked up to to them and I saw that they had a 648 LDV. It's a War Eagle 648 LDV, which is a nice open floor plan. This was a waterfowl edition, a Ducks Unlimited Edition boat. And I kind of fell in love with the the layout of that hull. It was in camo. It had the nice camo look to it, which I wouldn't have to go and paint anything uh, for hunting to camouflage myself in the timber. It was already painted up a nice, uh, a nice camo pattern. It, uh, it had the pod seating in the rear of it, so there was no bench seats that I had to cross over. Um, had a low deck in the front, which was I thought was real nice because it would fit whoever was throwing out the decoys on the front. You could get up there on your knees or on a seat, throw out decoys real easy, retrieve decoys real easy. And it had a slight Mod V design, a 12 degree Mod V design in the front. So it wasn't a, a real deep Mod V design up in the front, I could still, you know, take it over any kind of hyacinth or, or, or grass pads, but I could, I could also break through some of that stuff if I needed to, break it up a little easier than it would if if it was a flat front design. Um, so I really, I really appealed to me this particular uh, war eagle design. And I talked to the salesman, and it was a non-current that they had been sitting on for about a year. And I made him an offer, and they ended up taking the offer that I made them. So I made a pretty good deal. On this War Eagle six forty eight LDV, bought it brand new, and I said, "Okay, this is going to be a good fit for this thirty five long tail." Just a note, I mentioned that I was uh, I'm a tracker dealer, and I was looking at a tracker. Uh, there is something that I decided to do before I bought the tracker because I, like I said, I was going to buy a tracker, uh, you know, sixteen foot forty eight inch uh, Grizzly, and I, I decided to pick up the phone and call Beaver Tail. And I told them, hey, I said, I'm looking at this particular boat. I'm a tracker dealer. Um, I have a 35 long tail that I purchased from Cabela's that's brand new, that was brand new when I purchased it. And I just wanted to make sure that you think it would fit well on this boat and run at, like it should. And at the time, what I did know is that they recommended on that long tail, that 35 long tail beaver tail, they actually recommended a short transom boat for me to run, to get the optimal performance out of the, out of the motor. And when I looked at the Tracker Grizzly, I knew that we didn't offer a short or a short transom. uh, 1648 Grizzly Tracker doesn't make a 1648 with a with a short transom. So I had to start looking outside at that point, knowing that, hey, my motor's not going to run like it should on this transom. That's what drew me to War Eagle, and I started, you know, I had had real good experiences in the past with War Eagle. They had been a phenomenal boat. They built a real solid boat, and they were a good company. I had worked with their customer service before and never had any, any problems. They were more than willing to help. So that all played into me making my decision to purchase my War Eagle 648 LDV. So the boat that you guys see in the video, especially that, that particular video we shot where we were running that, that shallow water ditch to in the Chaffalot Basin in Sherburn Wildlife Management Area this year, that is my War Eagle 648 LDV paired with my 35 horsepower beaver tail long tail. And I have to say, I have ran that setup, guys, for two full seasons now. Heading into the 2020, 2021 season that we're gonna have this year. That'll be my third full year of running that set setup. And I have been extremely happy. I, I turn people on to that setup all the time. Um not you know, it don't necessarily have to be a uh, um, a, a 35 beaver tail name brand uh, long tail, but that 35 horsepower beaver tail gives me all the power that I need on that 1648 uh, War Eagle hull that I got. Like I mentioned earlier, I've never been stranded. I've never been in a situation where I got stuck and I couldn't get myself out of off of a mud flat, off of a grass uh, hyacinth pads, whatever it may be. I've never been able to, uh, or not been able to get get myself out of a shallow water situation with that setup and what I love about the long tail I mentioned it earlier in the show is that you know I've had, I've had hunting buddies of mine that got surface drops. they got gator tails they got go devils <coughs> excuse me a couple of them got pro drives and we'll head into the timber where we hunt at in the wildlife management areas and we'll get in some real shallow shallow stuff where it's just it's that, that swamp mud you know, mud down in Louisiana is not like any other mud I've ever been in as a waterfowl hunter in the areas that I've hunted outside of Louisiana. It's just a thick. It's almost a, It's like a, it's, it, it acts like quicksand would act, where it just it'll it'll you know open up and then it just clogs right back up with the grass and, and the roots and it's just a, it's an absolute it's a slush is what it is, and it's nasty. It, it it's it can be tough. It can be hell to get through, and with that long tail. With that particular application, I could put that, that shaft down in that mud and just dig me a trench to where it fills up with a little bit of water and it'll push me straight out of that hole that I'm in. Now, the opposite of that, I've been in situations where reverse, you know, is needed sometimes. And you know, with a long tail, a direct drive like a long tail, you don't have the the, the benefits of, of reverse like you do with a surface drive. And I can't tell you how many mornings I've, I've made a wrong turn because you know I thought I was in the right, right GPS trail, and I wasn't, and I, I got myself in a situation where I was stuck in between some cypress trees, and I didn't have much room to turn around. And I'm sitting there cursing, and you know I was freezing because it was cold. But then by the time I dig myself out of there, I'm sweating and I'm peeling layers off everywhere, and uh, it, it could be an absolute bitch if you get into that situation. Uh you know so you lose that when you don't have that reverse availability you lose that and that that can be troublesome so in that situation if you a guy who wants to have that reverse and be able to get out of there you are probably going to be gearing yourself more towards a surface drive that ha- offers reverse uh you know that's the situation I found myself in but that's only a small percentage of the time that I run into that situation and honestly that's my problem because that's something that's my user error. I make a wrong turn. I get, I go down a trail where I'm not paying attention to, and I get myself maybe in a situation where I can use reverse and I don't have it. So I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. I'm, I'm basically have to hop out the boat, get in my way, you know, jump out in my waders and turn my boat around or do whatever I have to do, or push it, push it out of that hole. So you know that could be a pain in the butt for you as a hunter. But I find the advantage that I got with that long tail, like I said, is I could dig myself pretty much out of anything and I don't tend to get stuck in that shallow swamp water down here in Louisiana that we have. So, uh, But yeah, guys, my setup, I've been extremely happy with it. Um, I've never personally had a single problem with my War Eagle hull, I have to be honest about it. Um, I've I've added light bars just like many of you do to your hulls. Um, It's a 100 gauge aluminum. I do hear a lot of guys talk about what gauge is your boat, man. Uh, you know, oh, 100 gauge, man, I'm going to bust a hole in that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We go through some pretty harsh conditions down here in Louisiana and I sell boats for a living. I hear guys that come in and ask me, what gauge aluminum is that, man? If that's just that 100 gauge aluminum, I don't want that junk. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're busting a hole through a 100 gauge aluminum boat, which is most of what what most of your major companies nowadays are producing and building boats with, if you're busting a hole through that, or you think you're gonna bust a hole through that and easily? I, I I could I'm here to tell you that's probably not gonna be the case. So yeah, maybe thicker is better, but when you start talking about thicker, you add more weight to it. And you know, at the end of the day, we're looking at shallow water setups for waterfowl hunters. So how much weight do you do you wanna risk by going with a say a 125 gauge versus a hundred gauge, or how much weight difference is there? It could, it could factor in. It may not factor in for some people. Uh, but I could tell you 100 gauge will get you through just about anything you got to get through with no problems. Like I said, I don't have a dent in this particular uh, War Eagle hole that I'm running. Um, never had any issues with the transom. That 35 beaver tail sits on the back of that transom, no problem. Doesn't flex. Never had any issues. I'm as happy as could be with it. So that's an honest opinion, you know, from actual use in the field. Uh, you know, but I really think those of you who could use a shallow water application in the swamps, you hunt timber, maybe, maybe look at that long tail application as compared to a surface drive application. Uh, you know, if we, if we end up going to a marsh area where we hunt all public land, uh, those of you who follow us, you know that. We hunt all public land. We hunt WMAs, wildlife management areas across the state of Louisiana. Uh, some of that I- includes hunting some of the marshes, you know. Um, if we end up going to the marsh, I'm going to, it's not, we're probably not going to be using my setup. We'll be using Jared's gator tail setup, you know, his 35 or 37 horse. Uh, I think Jared has a 35 gator tail on his, on his setup with a gator tail boat. That's the setup we're going to be using, or we'll be using one of the other guy's setups that have surface drives, you know. Um, you know, another downside to a long tail is you're not going to get the speed. A lot of guys I find out there nowadays, Or obsessed with speed, you know, getting to that hole, especially public land hunters, because public land hunters, at the end of the day, we think if we can get that slight advantage over the next guy, we're going to take that advantage, you know, and that could be meaning that we're trying to get our setup five miles an hour quicker, and we're going to beat that next group of guys to the duck hole, because the last several years, they've been beating us, and every time we get there, they got us. They're sitting in that hole before we could get there. So if I you know, if I could put that, surface drive and put that stage kit on it and get that extra speed out of it and bump it up five to seven miles an hour, that may be worth it to you as a hunter, and that's just the way we think. We're always trying to outsmart the, the other group of guys as public land hunters, and those of you listening to this show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I mean. Um, we're always trying to get that slight advantage over the next group of guys because in our minds, we're trying to get to that magical hole, and and we may know something that they don't know. Well, being 41 years old and hunting public land most of my life, I'm going to share something with all you young guys out there. The, when we think we have something special most of the time, hunting public land, and we're the only ones that know, I could promise you we are not. There's always a group of guys putting in their time to get out there and, and find the stuff that we found, and somebody else, I guarantee you, knows what you know. So, the advantage that you may have is having that fastest rig with a surface drive as compared to a long tail like mine. I, I'm not going to beat a guy with a surface drive to the hole if we racing. I'm just going to be honest with you. On my six, on my 648 War Eagle, uh, paired with a 35, like I said, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'2", 280 pounds. I got all my gear in the boat. I got my guns in the boat. I got, I got another guy in my boat with me. In my 648, I will hunt three guys comfortably. I will not hunt more than three guys in my boat. Three guys, unless unless we transport into a hole. If we are transporting, and what I mean by that, we're actually using the boat as as transportation only, and we're not going to hunt out of it with my boat blind. We'll 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 bring maybe four guys in, or you know, we I think the most we've ever brought in with my particular boat's five guys, you know. But that's not the norm. The norm for us is hunting out of the boat in a lot of applications that we use. Uh, I have a beaver tail boat blind on my boat um, and that that blind is well brushed. We we can set that boat up in the timber. um, And a lot of times we'll hunt three guys in the boat with the boat blind. Um, Like I said, we don't always hunt the blind, but if we are, no more than three guys in my boat. So, you know, another advantage to going with the bigger surface drives is that a lot of times you could get more size out of it, out of that hole. You may be running a 17-foot or 18-foot Gator Tail or Pro Drive or whatever the brand is out there. There's a lot of companies now. You got your Excels out there. Uh, like I mentioned, you got War Eagle. There's a million companies making waterfowl hunting boats nowadays. And it just depends on what your needs are as a waterfowl hunter. Uh, and the type of hunting that you like to do, um, it's hard to find one application that's perfect for all. Even with my setup, I can't hunt every situation out of my boat. So there's a lot of times we'll have to jump out and we'll we'll hunt up against the trees, we'll hunt in the timber, we'll hunt in the uh, cut grass or whatever it may be. Or we may even transport, you know, P-ROGs or, or, or sneak boats in the boat to other areas to, to paddle in and hunt. Um, so whatever you feel is the best setup, guys, I don't think there's a bad brand out there. Nowadays, everybody's making a pretty solid, uh, you know, setup. Uh, they're making good boats. They're making engines that are reliable, to getting better. They have fuel-injected engines uh, now that are coming out that, that have been out over the last several years that are, that are much better than old carbureted ones. Um, like I said, the fancier you get, the more cost that's involved typically, the prices of the motors cost more. There's more maintenance on these motors that that have more bells and whistles on them. Uh, you know, but hey, that may be worth the risk may be worth the reward for you as a waterfowl hunter. That's a situation when you go to purchase a new rig, you're gonna have to make at that point. Uh, you know, like I said, w- with the a long tail situation like I got, getting back to the, the pros versus cons of surface drive versus long tails. You know, you're gonna be a lot slower with a long tail, but in my opinion, like I mentioned, I think I have an advantage with being able to get out of some areas that, that the surface drives may may have a little bit more trouble getting out of. You may get out of that situation, but you may you may struggle to do so. Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, also Jared and some of the other guys that hunt with us in our group, they've been with me in my boat. They see what that boat that motor could do. And uh, they've made comments over the years of, hey man, uh, you know, uh, hell, my next rig, or, or if I look at buying a second rig, I may end up buying a long tail because of that. So so guys, just because it's old school, don't rule it out. I guess that's my point on that situation. Uh, there's a reason that you still see long tails around. They out there, a lot of guys are still using them. We're a go devil dealer at our dealership, and we still sell quite a bit of numbers of long tail go devils. Uh, there's There's guys that use them. A lot of guys that are using them, they're using them in the swamps down here in Louisiana because they like, they feel like I feel they can go into the timber with them and maneuver pretty much anywhere they got to go and get real shallow with those long tails. And a lot of guys will tell you that from experience they've had with them. Now, you know, as, as the technology increases with all the motors in the boats, we also looking at the prices, guys, prices are shooting up with the technology, the fancier they are, the more, the more that they cost them. So what I do find is a lot of guys now are looking for a versatile boat that they could do their fishing out of and also do their hunting out of. Um, You're seeing a lot of center console surface drives nowadays. And uh, guys are starting to sell their fishing rigs and they're starting to purchase center console uh, mud boat setups because they could fish out of them and they could also do their hunting out of them. So that's a great, great opportunity that's out there for those of you who want to kind of, uh, you get the most bang for your buck and have one set up to do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, there, there's your traditional tiller handles and then you have your long tail. So there's a lot of options, but as they get more fancy, the prices are going up on them guys. Uh, there's, and when the price, I can tell you this much, like I mentioned earlier in, in this show that if the prices go up, the maintenance goes up on them. So just keep that in mind. You might need something that you could fit into your budget. Everybody has a budget at some point. Um, and you're going to want something that can give you the most bang for the buck. So make smart decisions when you're looking at that. Pretty much all your marine dealerships from a maintenance standpoint on the whole long tail versus uh, surface drive. And, you know, pretty much all your your marine dealers who are are dealers that service or, or sell the product will service the product. So we're blessed here in, in Louisiana. We have dealers that... Um, are able to work on these motors with no issues for the customers. They're very easy to get serviced and maintained. And to be honest with you guys, it's a lot less maintenance than outboards, you know. Um, it basically boils down to, you know, all changes and making sure that stuff's done on a regular basis. <coughs> and if you pretty much keep up with spark plugs, all changes and greasing, greasing fittings, that's pretty much the majority of the maintenance that you're going to have to deal with. You know, um, I see I see a lot of uh, fuel related issues in the industry with with uh, duck hunting setups. So your ethanol versus non ethanol. I will tell you this: if this helps anybody out there, I highly, highly recommend non ethanol fuel in these in these mud motors that we're running nowadays. A lot of us are running the, the old Vanguard 35 carbureted motors, um, and some of us are running the fuel injected motors. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I see it on a weekly basis. The number one reason that people come in with just general uh, general issues on their on their motors on their duck hunting setups is because people are using ethanol fuel in these setups and they like I am, they may use them during duck season and then they store them after duck season. They put them up for the winter or they put them up for the spring and don't use them again until the next year. Guys, that's probably the worst thing you could do if you use an ethanol fuel. So it destro- it absolutely destroys all your fittings, all your fuel lines. Um, it, it's just, it's not a good, it's not a good product to use in your, in your, in your duck hunting setups and your mud motors. Um, I don't care if it's fuel injected versus carbureted. It's, it's just not a good thing. Um, you know, guys will go to crank them up next year. They start up, they run for a second and they start spitting, they start sputtering. Next thing you know, you're trying to diagnose what's going on with it. And honestly, it's because it has bad fuel. Um, down here in Louisiana, our humidity and our heat, we're sitting here at the beginning of July. A few days ago, it was 110, 112 with the heat index. You're looking at 100% humidity. It's absolutely horrible. And what this ethanol fuel does, guys, is whenever you go out there and you run a half a tank of, of you know, most of us are running six-gallon fuel tanks, 12-gallon fuel tanks in our, in our waterfowl setups. What happens is, you know, with this heat and humidity, we run a half a tank of fuel out. We go back, we store it, um, and the, this heat and humidity kicks in, and it draws this this moisture into the fuel tank. Ethanol tends to to you know want to absorb moisture. It draws moisture into your fuel tanks, and then it forms condensation up on the top of the tank, which the condensation then drips into your fuel, and it and it starts giving you all kind of nightmares. That's that's basically how it works. So it'll do that it'll also tear up your fittings and your hoses um you know there's non-ethanol um you know hoses nowadays in the marine side go out make sure it's a good quality hose not the cheapest hose that you could be using on your setup that's going to save you a lot of trouble in the long run um so hopefully those pointers will help you guys out if you you know looking at purchasing a new a new duck hunting setup for this season or you already have a setup um you know, and, and those of you up north, you deal with a lot of the winterization side of it. You know, you're, you're hunting in freezing temperatures. There's a lot of tricks and tactics that you guys could do that I probably am not as familiar with. That you can maybe share with our listeners down here in the south. You know, and, and kind of give us some of your feedback on on what you experience uh, in the colder temperatures. Because down here, you know, down south, those of you listening um, to this episode, we, we don't have to deal with those freezing temperatures and and those guys up north don't have to deal with the heat and the humidity and, the, and the, uh, um, you know, a lot of the conditions that we experience. So the great thing about about doing these shows and having us communicate through social media is it's always cool to talk to guys up north. I love when I talk to my our, our, our friends up north that are, are big waterfowl hunters and they send messages to us and they're always real interested to know what we experience kind of down here in Louisiana because they seem to be fascinated with the type of shallow water hunting we're doing. And I like to talk to them because you get a a completely different perspective on what they go through as waterfowl hunters. And it's, it's so different. Some, you know, a lot of things are are similar in some ways, but a lot of the conditions and the the, the conditions that we hunt through throughout a season are so completely different. It's pretty interesting to talk about that. But, uh, but, you know, guys, you know, talking about, you know, the whole mud motor and the whole boat thing. There, there's really at the end of the day, there, there there's no perfect situation. Probably for all the conditions that we experience and we go through, you just have to make a really good buying decision on what fits you best, and, and you know, and, and make adjustments based off of that. Uh, you know, if you purchase a rig and it's it's something that is not working out for you, and you say, hey, I made a bad decision, I should have went with this instead of that. Hell, go ahead and put that 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 that, that boat, motor, and trailer up for sale. You know, um, as waterfowl hunters, we really never have a big problem moving, you know, our our rigs if we need to sell them. There's always guys that are either A, beginning to get into the sport and they're looking for rigs, or you have other guys who are wanting to upgrade something they may have, and it, it's pretty easy. You put it on Facebook Marketplace nowadays or or some of the waterfowl pages that we got on social media, you can you can move that product pretty quickly, and then take that take what you got, you know, from that sale and move on and get you, you know, it's a learning experience. Get you something that better suits you and better fits you. But to say, oh, that brand is a, a brand X is a piece of, of crap, or you know, this boat's a piece of crap. Look, guys, let's be honest. If, if they were if these all these major brands that are out there right now. We're building crap. They wouldn't be in business anymore. Let's just be honest about it. You know, Um, you may have had a bad experience and you may have had from that bad experience a bad customer service experience. If you that guy and you say, hey, man, I'll never deal with that company again. Hell, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. You know, I wouldn't I'd be in that situation. I wouldn't deal with that company either. I'd start looking for an alternative as well. But, you know, being in the marine industry all these years, I've really had I've had many, many different brands of boats. I've had a lot of different brands of motors, and I have to say, I've never had a horrible experience with one particular brand that I'm so fed up with that I would never buy that product again. I'm, I'm usually pretty open when it comes time to buying, and I'm just looking for, you know, the most affordable, uh, you know, unit, and, and, you know, whether it's a certain boat brand or it's a certain motor brand or even trailer, guys, you know, that's one of the things that often gets overlooked the most as waterfowl hunters. A lot of us just tend not to look at the trailer well that's that's a major part of our waterfowl hunting package we that's what gets us from point a to point b during waterfowl season and once again i can't tell you how many how many customers i see come through the store with super nice hunting setups you know top notch top of the line gator tail stage kit on it spent all this money and they got it on this absolute piece of shit trailer that's that looks like it could fall apart any minute and most of these guys are running it with no insurance at all. So, you know, the, it's, it, it just blows my mind when I see that happen. Take take the time. Take care of your of your trailer. You know, check your bearings, your hubs, That just general maintenance stuff. You know, I don't have to school you on that, hopefully. But, you know, if you're that guy who doesn't look at that and you just fly through hunting season and you're not maintenance and none of that stuff, look, man, don't be surprised whenever your stuff starts breaking down and you're having all kind of trouble with it. Don't be that guy. Bashing the company online because they make a piece of shit product when you're not servicing it and, and maintenance in it like it should. Because I can guarantee you, most of you, most of the guys that you see do that. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's user error and they they the problem in that situation. I'm just gonna call it like I see it. I, I do this for a living and I see it all the time. Most of the time, that's your situation. It's it, it's an abuse on on you know or neglect on not doing the maintenance that you should. It's not the company's fault in that situation. So guys I hope y'all have enjoyed this episode I know I have um, I really wanted to to uh, speak about the the or, or address some of the questions y'all sent us about what rig we use during hunting season and uh, hopefully that gives you some information on what we're using when you see us in the videos as we go into this season you'll you'll see more videos of us running uh, my war eagle 648 LDV with my beaver tail 35 there's no doubt in my mind that setups gonna gonna get me through the season. Um, and if, and if I need help and I need support from those, those companies, like I said, I've dealt with them before. Um, they're phenomenal companies, just like there's phenomenal companies out there, such as your Gator Tail, um, and your Go Devil. Um, I deal with Go Devil. I sell Go Devil at my dealership. We deal with them on a, on a, on a weekly basis. And I can tell you that if you're a Go Devil customer and you end up purchasing a Go Devil this year, um, uh, from a personal experience that I, I have with my customers and, and the, um, uh, you know Mr. Warren Coco and those guys at Go Devil, they're phenomenal people to work with. They offer top notch customer service. If you're looking at a Go Devil, go see those guys, you won't be disappointed. Um, same thing goes with Gator Tail, Pro Drive, um, a lot of the, these other brands here in Louisiana. I've had customers that are running those, or they are guys that I hunt with that run them, and I can tell you that they will bend over backwards. So if you're looking at a Gator Tail, don't hesitate. Phenomenal customer service on the back end. Really good company. Makes a great product. Um, ProDrive, same thing. Nothing bad to say. I have a good friend of mine who's been running ProDrive for years. Very happy with them. Great company. Um, You know, all your boat brands out there pretty much carry warranties on them that are going to support you as a a purchaser and as a consumer. Um, So if you have any kind of issues out there, um, they'll take care of you. All your major boat brands are going to have good warranties on their hulls. Don't really worry about, it. don't get so caught up on the 100 gauge and the thickness versus the 125 of the hull. Um, don't let that be a, a big major buying, you know, something holding you up on buying a boat that you might like. I can tell you, you know, from from my personal uh, standpoint that it's, you know, it's, it's not going to make you a huge difference there. You're going to be happy with either or. Um, and don't forget our custom boat builders. If you're in an area of the country and you have some phenomenal aluminum custom boat builders... Support those guys as well because they make a phenomenal product. They, those guys are really hands-on. They have the craftsmanship, the uh, the, the, the the attention to detail that you may not get sometimes from the larger boat companies, the mainstream companies out there. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of you may not notice, but a lot of these big companies, uh, it's not it's not uh, you know a guy welding on a boat necessarily. It, it could be a robot that's making cuts and doing the welding on these boats. That's, that's a big part of the industry now when they're mass producing boats with a custom boat builder, like a bunch of them we have here in Louisiana, you're going to get a guy who's got his hands on that product. And he's, that's his work of art. That boat that he's building for you, like you want it, he's going to build it exactly to your specs. He's going to build it exactly like you need it. And he's going to make sure that that it's, it's top notch quality because he's putting his name on it. You know, um, so don't overlook those custom boat building, guys, for your, for your hulls if you're looking to purchase a new hull. They're very competitive on prices. I can tell you that. And they make a phenomenal product. So, so keep that in mind, guys. When, you, uh, when you're looking to purchase your next boat, um, also, you know, your next motor, um, do some shopping. Check out everybody that's out there. weigh the pros and cons for you and what your situation is. And I promise you, most of you is going to end up happy with your boat buying decisions. So guys, that's all we got for this week. Like I said, if you stumbled upon this podcast and you enjoy it, we, we invite you to listen to our previous episodes. You can join us here on Anchor.fm where you find most of our podcasts. Anchor.fm is a great sponsor of ours. They support our podcast, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. They stream it all over the place where Anchor FM is available from your desktop, from your mobile device. Um, also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, um, you know, pocket cast, any of of the places that you get your, your favorite, um, you know, um, favorite shows and your favorite podcasts, such as Spotify. We're on Spotify. Check us out on there. Also, don't forget to visit us on social media. We're at last stop waterfowl outdoors on Facebook. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We have a lot of our videos that you see on our social media pages up on our YouTube channel. If you search Jacob Robbery, You'll get all our videos from our, for our YouTube channel. So we invite y'all all to join us. Uh, we enjoy doing this. We do it for the love of the sport, guys, as we always talk about. And we just want to wish everybody, as we head into the 4th of July weekend, we want to wish everybody a, a great weekend. Uh, we want to thank the good Lord up above for the opportunities that are given to us. And, guys, we wish y'all the best as you as, as you pursue your love for the outdoors as we get ready to head into hunting season this year. And we'll be talking a lot more hunting as we get closer. So until next time, guys, this is Jacob Robbery with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, wishing everybody a good time in the outdoors. We'll talk to y'all soon.